0: I didn't even see the crush button, man. <laughs> I was also, I also don't even remember ordering it, so. <laughs> All right,
1: we're back. Time with the whole crew, getting ready for the recap episode of our long, crazy day of fourteen interviews, uh, covering the wide world of Quest Three. So, general thoughts, real quick here. What did we think? How how was this game? Bit of fourteen in, in ten hours, eleven hours. Let's do it again. I think I, think so. I got off early or easy. I mean, I got that it easy. was fun. Yeah, it was pretty absolutely. insane. Yeah, so we're going to do it again next week, and then again the week after, right? Like 14 projects every Monday until until March. Sure. All right, cool. I think, Thomas I think we broke Thomas. <laughs> no.
2: Oh. <laughs> he just died a little inside. I you don't know.
0: You didn't break Tom's video. You just broke Tom.
3: You <laughs> <laughs> just had a sadness stroke just now.
0: I am just watching the uh... – the uh, social media is because I have been ha- putting posts up all day, so my Facebook is having a stroke.
1: <laughs> well, so what we're going to do uh, for this uh, recap episode, this closing out, is not all of us got to be a part of every interview. And we're certain that not everybody watching got to watch every single interview. If you did watch every interview or you caught most of them, let us know in, in the in the comments here on the live feed. And, oh, definitely. uh Definitely. We'll mm-hmm. we'll We'll call you out for your tenacity. Um, we'll call you out for something for something. yeah, I almost <laughs> use a different word and I was like, no, we're gonna go nice we're gonna do um, yeah so or,
0: we're just... or we just announced too that if anybody backed any of these these people either during our streams or before or after our streams, if you shoot one of us a message, we'll get make a list
1: and All we're Disney gonna give right. away a couple of uh, scenes at the end in March. Perfect. Ooh. So free stuff just for backing other stuff. Free stuff. Um, two for one special. Uh, so what we're gonna do real quick is we have these fourteen products, uh, fourteen projects, and we're just gonna walk down the list, rapid fire here. Let's take a couple minutes each at most, and uh, do a brief recap of what we thought of each one of these projects. Um, I think we really enjoyed and. In- uh, talking with uh, each one of these people and looking at all these products so there's not gonna be a bad apple in the bunch uh, it's, it's, it's just gonna be a more of a um, uh, uh, a summary condensed uh, review of of how everything went uh Troy do you want to start us off with talking about uh, our very first interview yeah the burning of carbacks
2: um i I like it um it, it's it's got that uh I feel like all of Mothership um, offerings has that alien feel rooted in its in its DNA. Mm-hmm. And, and this kind of has that that same feel uh, with especially with the the getting to a planet that's overrun, you've lost communication, what's going on, you got there and, and weird things start to happen. Um, the artwork, fantastic, uh, very evocative of of that, that creepy alien sci-fi horror vibe not to mention uh, and I think somebody during our interviews today said you can find things to scavenge out of almost any product to put it in your own game. So if you're running a kind of any kind of a science fiction type game uh, I'm looking at just the, the, the pictures on the Kickstarter page, the refinery station, the overrun ship, the infested coal mine, Right there are some awesome images you can pull and use for your own sci-fi game, um, and and props to props to Tim for coming on and being sick. Uh, that was that was pretty cool that he uh, he toughed it out to, to let us know about his uh, his project. But yeah, I dig it. Uh, really really cool. And you, you could hear he was even though he was under the weather, he was excited about this project. So.
0: And I hope he gets better. We always all set it up when we were live, but hope he feels better soon with yeah. whatever is whatever's going on.
1: Yeah. Uh, our next uh, project I'll, I'll yell about for a minute was one uh, that actually I don't think had the ZineQuest tag right out the gate, but um, it's definitely a ZineQuest project. Stories from the Slough mm-hmm. uh, with James and Kent, uh, two fellows from right here in my home state of Kansas. Uh, they had a, uh, for those of you who don't know, a Slough is a swamp. So this is a mini hex crawl uh, swamp uh, setting for D&D, especially for 5th edition. Um, And uh, they've got some great, like, fantastic monochromatic art, Uh, a really fun Mm -hmm. style. They've got a great hex map. They've blown through a lot of their stretch goals. They're making some of these zines themselves by hand in their house, like... It's just a cool group of guys that have, you know they they pitched a great project in a great way, and now they're getting to see it made. So good for them. When they yeah. said that they were doing it all in their house, I was uh, shocked.
2: Yeah, good it's awesome.
0: Them. Don't don't yeah. Don't get me wrong. I am not. There is no. Um, there's this is not me putting it down whatsoever. But I was like. Well, you guys are doing pretty good. It's like the it's the millionaire that's driving the the bucket of bolts, right?
1: <laughs> their,
0: their Kickstarter's doing well. I would be like, you know what? These hands aren't meant for stapling. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff there. If you're if you're a D and D DM out there, uh, definitely take a look at this. The way he's doing hex crawl is is the right pretty way. cool. I I. It actually kind of makes me want to try hex crawls again because those are those can be kind of tough
1: yeah yeah uh, the next one was three die six um, let's see Thomas you were there for that one you want to do a quick recap on that one
0: I was I um, just to let everybody know if you guys didn't catch it at any of them I was there for all of them today I just uh, was behind the veil so I got to do, if you saw me posting all over the place, I'm sorry. But if you saw me post, it's uh, if we saw either Bite Size Gaming or Drifter's Atlas post on Twitter or Facebook or any of the groups, would probably be um, my work there. So um, spent most of the day, but I listened to him. He did um, the first, when we met um, Christopher for the first time was when we were doing our, our magazine project. And he did a really nice review. And we had, we didn't know who he was. And he is this really cool guy that has a ton of experience in the industry. And he loves RPGs so much that during this COVID time, when he has less work to do because he's not going to conventions, he literally is just making free like promo videos for other Kickstarters. He is making um, an RPG. And it's called Three Die Six. And it's... Um, Basically, you think of the animals or the insects from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and you give them <laughs> swords and armors and weapons and stuff like that, and uh, it seemed like a really cool project. The art was really cool. He's doing it all himself. Um, just a, a husband and wife team there at Three di- or at Tabletops and Tentacles.
2: Yes. yes. And- Beautiful. Beautiful. He's like he's a kindred spirit to Zach. He he does not know when to say no. I don't have enough time to do another project. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we won't no. go into that.
0: Maybe at an after
1: dark sometime we'll go into. That. That's right. That's definitely a dark topic. Um. All right. Next one, we have the Low Life project. Troy, you want to talk about Low Life?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm going to say it again, uh, Troy nopes out on what's going on in this project but dm troy is all about it it's all about those <laughs> those tight confined spaces where you know no more of these five foot hallways in the dungeons in in the cave systems it's it's the real gritty crawling around on your belly getting stuck in weird things that you can't see but you can hear are coming after you um i am all about putting my players through some of that uh that torture, God, that Yeah, that gives
3: me anxiety just thinking about it.
2: Uh, did you read? Did you read his little story at the beginning?
3: I did. It's like I also read the like. Mm-mm. I'll also send you a mason jar full of earth and bones and a tarot card. Yes, real bones. Yes, real bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it.
2: Sam was a we lot of awesome. fun to have. Sam on. Sam was a lot of fun. He he's he's yeah. got a an interesting mind in, in, in the way he works on things. I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next one we had was uh, JVC Perry um, and his project Peculiar Children. Um, This was a fun one. JVC is known throughout the D&D community for a lot of work on the DMs Guild, uh, Nord Games, and other uh, companies like that. Uh, His name's on a lot of things. Uh, But this time, his name is on his own thing. Uh, Peculiar Children is like uh, basically... The way Mothership is a knockoff of Alien, Peculiar Children is uh, uh, a knockoff of Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, that mm-hmm. that book, TV show that came out recently. Um, it's about children in uh, in the past with uh, hidden or not so hidden uh, powers, and the white coats who. Uh, chase them down. And he said, John, I don't know if you caught that interview when, when we were doing it, but he basically took the Tales from the Loop mechanics and yeah. removed some of the whimsical fun and mm-hmm. gave it a bit more horror-bent. And I know you're a Tales from the Loop guy, so I thought that yeah, was Yeah, it's probably... the
3: uh, the Year Zero engine, I think is what they call yep, it. The yeah, yep. yep. That's
1: yep. pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah,
3: I, whenever, whenever I saw the project and I saw that, it kind of piqued my interest. And then, of course, I had to take my phone to my oldest daughter and say, "Hey, look at this. What this is about?" And flip through it, and she's terrified of any horror that is is like surrounds children of any kind. Kids <laughs> laughing, playing on playgrounds, ghost kids, anything like that. Uh, her reaction was everything that I needed it to be uh, at that <laughs> moment right then. So I'm like, uh, "I should buy this, if for no other reason than to get it printed and put it on her bed and have it waiting for her as like a little, oh, little yeah. bedtime tale for her.
2: Self- Get the PDF and just self-print pages. That way, they're not all bound together. Just leave oh, all the pages all over her room, <laughs> nice. scattered oh. around. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure I have I like
3: I'll have I'll have like um uh I'll have like her her uh, Alexa playing in the background. Oh my god, my Alexa. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, oh, go- damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, shut up. Google's coming for you now. Or Amazon's oh, man. coming for you now. Oh, uh, Crap. Anyway, have it like playing in the background with kids laughing in the background. She would love that.
2: And mm. see, if, if you if you uh, get the other the, the low life, you could set the jar of dirt in the bones and just really freak her out.
3: Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Double this, win.
3: And, and, and this thing deserves attention. In oh, it in, in my the, opinion, the, the it really, really the, does. The it the looks good. Are amazing. Yeah.
1: Incredible. Uh, Thomas, uh, you are also here, as always, for the uh, Tony Vicinda interview with Repugnant. Um, what do we think of that? Um, I don't know how I feel about Repugnant,
0: but I will say <laughs> I think I'd run through a wall for Tony. That That's dude fair. was definitely the most charismatic dude on the entire podcast, including the four of us. <laughs> including the four of us. <laughs> hands so down. I have, I have down offered him anybody, anybody's slot here that, want, that he wants, if he wants to be a permanent thing here. <laughs> Even Zach can go if he's coming. But, hey, um, I'll take it. Yep. Damn. <laughs> so, uh, drop he was like flies. Uh, he was. Uh, that was a great podcast anyway. Or, uh, sorry, a great project. yeah um, mm-hmm. It does something really well, right? It, it, may, it might not be the best game. I don't know. I haven't played it. But it from what he described, it really pushes the limits of that sort of just like child humor, bathroom humor, boogers, farts. And there's something fun about that.
1: Yeah. I'm fascinated... The gross out stuff is not always my cup of tea, but what I am fascinated by is the mechanics that he built yes. to facilitate that. And for me, that's worth me picking up his zine just so I can see how he, like yeah. you said, how he crafted all of the pieces of this to best fit the theme. And I think that's awesome. Like when somebody's committed that hardcore, I want I want to see that project successful. And uh, I'm dude, I'm, he's gonna kill it. I oh think yeah, so. the, the, honestly, I
0: think we're. I think we're plus minus ten or five figures.
1: You think so? You think so?
0: But uh, yeah, it just he he's done the perfect job of the marketing and being just this likable guy with high energy. Mm -hmm. And the hey, I've hit this this niche area that everybody can sort of joke and laugh about, right? Mm -hmm. And I've got given this really cool mechanic where I flip things out and the flop um, he's the just sort the of hit, yeah. yeah he's just sort of hit that perfect um trifecta there where you get something new that you're not doing already you have um the art looks awesome right and uh and his charisma um especially with everything that he's doing with this group and everything else is just fantastic beautiful yeah,
1: yeah. uh troy uh i'm i i Intentionally kept this one from Thomas so that somebody else could talk about it because <laughs> uh, so it doesn't sound like he's pitching his own thing. But we had Thomas and Brett come and talk to us about message board. What do we think about that?
2: Yeah, you know. All right, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> no, uh, when talk Th- because Thomas pitched me this idea. Uh, wow, middle of Is last year. Again? or so and just said hey i got this idea and we talked about it and i'm like dude that's it's awesome it's it's you know uh, an evolution of a one-page dungeon it's the it's the the hook that the players would see or the characters would see it's the artwork you need to tell the story and it's on the backside it's it's the story it's all the stuff you need to do and it's it's awesome, you know. Like you said, you you pull it right out of the zine or, or print it out, however you want to do it, and you go. You've got you've got a handout. Players love handouts. You've got fun little missions. You've got cool NPCs. You've got a broad range of levels, all the way from no levels at all to for D anD D tier four. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a sweet deal.
1: I and think it's something that
2: could be a a. a, a an annual thing
1: hmm.
3: and he's got the Thank best you. voice talent in the industry behind his oh
1: product. hands he down, to hands see that down an, an the
2: the video for this is probably the absolutely most professionally done mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. kickstarter video uh, in the history of gonna, kickstarter videos
0: i'm just gonna put it out there that's the reason it's not funded yet <laughs> <laughs>
2: Because people are so in awe, they're like, "I can't possibly." Yeah. They don't scroll down to see how how the, low the price is. They just stop that's, going. That's got to be a yeah, the video. they
3: post p- they post it immediately to their social media, and then they get lost in, in all the responses that they get back as it goes
0: viral. Yeah, they're
2: like, "We can't so, possibly afford whatever this zine is going to cost <laughs> because of whichever
0: this professional pop-tier. actors are doing this for Yeah. So mm-hmm.
1: here's here's the thing for those of you watching live or those who are on the podcast, the first listening on the podcast. The first, uh, the first two people who accurately message book page by page bite size gaming or the Drifters Atlas, accurately message our fa- one of those two Facebook pages c- with the correct names of those of the people doing the voice acting on that <laughs> video. I will send you our Drifters Atlas sticker in the mail <laughs> immediately as a reward. I want to see how quickly it takes for. A, for folks to pick it out, and also I just want to get more likes on that video because that <laughs> that video I I've made four Kickstarter or seven Kickstarters, however many Kickstarters in the past two years, and that video is the best thing I've ever done. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but let's let's talk about the real best thing. Is this art by Lewis?
2: That is true. The, and yes, the art, that is true. The, the art that you guys got for this is like it's it's old school. It's, it scratches that old school.
0: It's super cool. Itch. I am so super oh, excited about it. You can okay. see it on the screen now if you
2: guys are watching live. You know what? Um, you know what? That picture right there, the the message board picture. Mhm. You know where that feels like it comes from? Where? Dragonlance. <laughs>
3: oh. You bastard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm serious. You've got you've got the dwarf, you've got the you know, that, that could be that could be Flint. That could be Tika. That could be that could be Tanis after he's been to the gym.
3: <laughs> been to the um, gym, or maybe or maybe, or maybe or
2: maybe or maybe You know, it.
3: I didn't say no, it I'm, this time. It, it is a, I want I, that to go on the on the record. I did not say it this time. <laughs> it does. It, it does do have you, the old school second it has edition. That feel. It feels like uh, it like um, like the uh, like Elmore era. Yeah, this this right? is
2: something that Elmore has drawn that he's getting ready to paint. Mm-hmm. Right. I will
3: tell you
0: that that's and and I don't know how many of you know who Lewis is. Lewis is an artist from Brazil, and he does that all by hand. It's amazing. That's pencil and ink.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. It's fantastic. That's, it it's the
0: best. It's the best choice I've made since being a, becoming a creator.
1: <laughs> and that includes working with Zach. That's right. That includes working with hmm. all you fools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so our next project we talked about, uh, that we interviewed, uh, T's project called uh, Glurky Glebold's Guide to Glorious Grub. You did it! Uh, well, you did, did? That. Yeah. <laughs> it! You know what he was doing?
3: Yeah. Right before he was, before he said it out, like, he was like, hey, he's like uh, yeah. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: we had a lot of fun. That's a great project. Um, uh, T has a really great uh, I'll use the word rim, whimsical uh, art style, and mm-hmm. she's made a, uh, a cookbook that's set in the 5e world. And so you have magical recipes, their effects, you have great art, it's a great color palette throughout. Um, it's just a solid project. Again, one of these projects that probably flew underneath the radar, because I don't know that it got the Zine Quest tag for some reason, um, mm. but it's cool. It's cool. It's hit its stretch goals. It's it's gonna be rad.
2: And and like we we both said, this is going to make that feat from Tasha's the, the chef's feat sing. I mean, mm-hmm. having this as a part of 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 your of your character will really make it something the awesome instead of yeah. just like a throwaway feat. This well, so cool. for
3: whatever reason, like that's one of the things that. There, it almost feels like a, like a missing element of of D anD D is like is cooking. I mean, there's food and stuff like that in taverns and at the Lord's table and things like that too. But the adventurers when they're on the road, what are they eating? Are they just eating iron rations or trail rations or whatever? Or like, uh, um, but, and how do you how do you make that work inside of the five the the five E engine, right? Mm-hmm. To where it's meaningful. And uh, you can do, it almost becomes like a, an element of the story or could, right? Yep. Finding a particular, you find scrolls, you find magical formulas for potions and artifacts and things like that. I mean, it stands to reason that you might end up having to find some kind of a, you know, a, some kind of a cooking recipe for food for something. To cook something for a lord, lady, giant, troll, or something like that in order to satisfy their appetite.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, anyhow, so that was uh, the Glorious grub kickstarter was a lot of fun to chat about uh troy the next one was another one of our mothership uh kickstarters you want to talk about uh gordonek gordonek i mean you, you go to this page you don't need to get
2: any farther than the tagline mech busting gang warfare on a dying planet yeah for those of you out there that don't like mech stuff i got nothing for you I don't think we could be friends anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: that one R piece with the, the little girl like sitting on top of the mech's head.
1: Smoking a cigarette, yeah.
0: It's just fantastic.
1: Yeah. Uh what I like about uh Jeremy and, and his chat there was um, first off he's break he's been in the rules, breaking the rules, and he's making a cool uh uh perfect bound, larger format product and he's got all the art paid for It's all, all ready to go. Really, all that he's trying to do with the Zine Quest money is fund the print run. So, mm. um, I think he's it's like, a no brainer. He's like
2: Zine Quest. Eh, I'm breaking rules. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome.
1: Yeah, I really like that one. Um, John, uh, yeah. you jumped on and started talking uh, with some of the creators with Halflings in the Hive. So, mm-hmm. what did we think about that one?
3: Man, I think from here out, at least the ones that we worked, that we interviewed for, that I had the privilege of talking to the the creators with, there was. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm sorry, man. I'm just gonna I'm gonna beat the same drum. It's metal, man. From like one end to the other, it, it felt like like something out of Iron Maiden or uh, like the actual like the heavy metal magazine. Some of the the artwork and stuff that came out of it. This one feels like that. It, it feels weird, a little unsettling, macabre. Um and hilarious all at the same time.
2: Yeah, and it makes you go,
3: huh? (laughs)
2: Exactly.
3: But whenever Zach sent me the video, I had no context other than the video. I'm like, what the hell did I just watch? I could not wait to talk to these guys and flesh out more of what they were uh, like, more of the details about it. And I, while I'm sitting there talking to them, like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, that's interesting, cool. Click, click, take my money, click, click. (laughs) Here's my credit card, (laughs) click, click. Uh yeah man it's it is it feels almost like uh like a weird Warhammer fantasy cuz everything in Warhammer fantasy is something to do with cult and chaos right but it totally feels like it could easily be plugged right into that that mythology
2: it it was like so, an old splatter house uh preview in yeah the there you go Did you so like, you're
0: telling the- me that the Hats are, are in the space marine suits stomping around and blow and <laughs> shooting bees
3: and Uh, Warhammer Fantasy, sir, not 40K. Ah. (laughs) Warhammer
1: Fantasy. Thomas, uh, you opened your mouth, so let's hear from you. Uh, (laughs) I do that too much. Uh Oops. Uh, So we talked with Michael next uh, and his project. Michael and Bill. uh, Michael and Bill uh, on Tomb of Immolation. Talk to us about that, Thomas.
0: Yeah, I've been talking to Michael about Tomb of Immolation for a while. Um, they just seem like they're doing really cool things there, right? Mm. Like, so oh, yeah. I know nothing about the actual dungeon. I saw the art that Michael's been doing for it. And I was like, yep, click, take my credit card. Mm-hmm. Just like I pulled the John, right? <laughs> um, Shut up, take my money. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. I uh, gave one more reason for my wife to leave me at the end of February. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but I was talking to him before launch and they were posting in the RPG um, like the zines group there and I'm like dude this stuff is awesome and I shared it to our Facebook, the Drifters Atlas Facebook and he sent me a message a really nice message like thank you so much I appreciate it I'm like dude this is the thing that I want maybe more than anything else and I hadn't mm-hmm. seen everything of course at that point but I saw that art and the the art that he does um, on the like the zombies and the yeah. other things that are on fire is just sort of this really breathtaking.
2: Oh, and, and not to sound like weird, but that first picture you see of that mummy for a mummy, that's a sexy mummy. That sounds fucking weird, you weirdo. I mean, that's just That the whole picture's just like yeah. I want to play that it's game. You. Right. That so, moving on.
3: Troy, tell us, who hurt you? Why why did you have to make it weird? <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. Actually, let me make, make one more yeah, s- one more yeah. saying one more thing about th- that one in particular. For so anybody not. out there that's got like has 12 20 bucks or they're going to do one zine and they want to get as much out of a zine as they possibly can that's definitely the one okay this so zine is a, is thick boy
2: it's a thick boy it's
3: a thick boy it's <laughs> big <laughs>
2: halls that the, boy. Uh,
0: that thick. you can see on our screen there that that what john calls is a sexy mummy
3: <laughs> i did not call it a sexy mummy sir. not john sorry <laughs> okay. I, I apologize you are apologize. go home you're drunk that that that's that's twice now. Warhammer 40k versus Warhammer Fantasy. Now you can't even tell the two bearded, the three bearded guys apart anymore. You all look the same. Y'all you you look, look same. beardless. <laughs> no, seventy five pages. I mean, and it's Jeez. got just it's yeah. just chalked full of stuff. I mean, mm. yeah, fantastic. And they've
0: got more.
2: Yeah, they that's got they the got more than I they can. Love. Yeah, yeah. So. And
0: the uh, and the the people watching can see, but that's the picture I I absolutely adore. It's a mm-hmm. lich or something and. You see, like the blues and reds, and you see, like some sort of darkness coming from her eyes, and and I'm like, oh, yep, yeah, there that's,
2: it is. That's got some sexy to it too. Okay, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> no, I'm yeah, just, like yep, you know, yep, yep. It's, it's a beautiful picture. It is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm hang on. Like it. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, digging it, dig that hole, baby. <laughs> I dig that hole. <laughs> dig that hole. I dig that.
1: Hole. Uh, Steven. I don't know why I've hooked myself to next. this wagon. you you, you ain't ain't, uh you ain't getting off anytime soon that's right i know (laughs) um so we had steven on steven uh had a really uh interesting GMless rpg product that he launched called knights of the house of mars it's actually launching tomorrow morning Um, and the art is really, really evocative. Um, he's wanting to tell a, or, or he's encouraging you to tell a narrative story, uh, as a group through the scenario that he presents. Um, I'm really just intrigued by the, the personality again, personality is, is going to win the day almost every time here in Zingquest. Mm -hmm. And, I think I think the personality that Stephen is evoking here um, is what's gonna get me to back night's first thing tomorrow morning um, yeah John just, or yeah yeah Troy it's not always about the zombies look sometimes it's about the zombies
3: personality <laughs> <laughs> right. um yeah. so yeah oh and uh, something that's of note of this one too I'm gonna go ahead and say it again it is GMless there's no yeah. game master it is it is a self-perpetuating Game. I want to see what that looks like. So I do too. No, I've no. got the notify me on launch, and as soon as it comes up, it's gonna he's gonna have some money coming to him for sure. Looking forward to it.
1: Then we have some project called scrap rats that we can just skip. Uh yeah, we, we can't know, skip da, 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 da. because something
2: happened to the episode and it has it has been lost to the ether. So That's
1: Zach same sadness.
2: Tell us about scrap rats.
1: Okay, we, so some of you may have watched live. Some of you may be friends with me on Facebook and have heard. You're like, I've had, I've heard enough about Scrap Rats. So, um, let me just condense it down into an elevator pitch for those of you who have, who have somehow missed all of my large blinking arrows pointing toward this. Um, <laughs> Scrap Rats is my homage to the Alien franchise and really to classic sci-fi in general, um, classic horror sci-fi especially. It uses a stripped-down version of the 5e rules uh, that ta- uh, that Troy and I worked on together, um, where you play as a commoner, no classes, you don't gain levels, um, and it makes it more of a survival game. Um, the point of Scrap Rats, and what I really love about it, is that... Um, It's rules light where it needs to be rules light as a great way to introduce people who have never played an RPG or never played fifth edition into uh, uh, like the first half step towards that larger uh, experience. And it's also a great tool to give people a half step away from 5e and into some of these other systems that we all have come to love, whether that's Call of Cthulhu or Cyberpunk, where we I'm sharing a luck system with them. You know, if you play Scrap Rats, you're going to deal with luck, and then you're going to go to those systems, you're going to get I know what luck is. Um, or if you just want away from fantasy, and you want to take a half step away, and then your next step after Scrap Rats is maybe something like Mothership. Um, I really think that Scrap Rats is going to be that great middle-of-the-road product, that bridge, like Thomas said about his project earlier. Scrap Rats is another type of bridge that gets you from point A to point be um, when maybe you've been to do so. And then we wrap that all up with a really fun setting. Uh, great fun player options that I think are going to be uh, ridiculous and that give good um, give a good personality and good flow. And then a whole bucket of GM tools to you know, to build out your world and and throw a whole bunch of nasty creatures um, at your party. And uh uh, a whole bunch of artifacts for your hapless scrappers to uncover cool cool all right i'm done uh (laughs) scrap (laughs) rats Uh, i'm really happy with it and i appreciate you i appreciate everybody that's been supportive that's what i'll say about that one um it's been really nice to see uh so much attention come to that little project uh joe is my sidekick on it and um I really am proud of the work that we've put into it, and I can't wait to give it to uh, all of the supporters. Last but not least, uh, we have uh, Master Joel and his mothership offering the desert moon of Karth. Um Troy, talk to us about that one.
2: Uh, how could you not want to buy this just from that first image you see that clint eastwood fistful of dollars-esque robotic arm bandito guy walking through a desert Mm -hmm. with his six gun drawn and ready to go this is this is a space western mothership style Mm -hmm. uh so if you know anything about mothership and you know anything about You know, it's it takes that space horror uh, intense suspense uh, that kind of thing, um, and it puts it on a on a desert planet with sand squids. Picture picture a sarlacc that can move, Mm -hmm. and you've got a sand squid. Um, You don't need to say anything else. And, yeah. and he bakes a mean peach pie.
1: Yeah, which we learned. <laughs> uh, and and I think if you ask him uh, really emphatically uh, on his Kickstarter page, he might create an exclusive uh, reward tier just for you. For sure. uh, if you really want a peach pie from, from Master Joel, I think you can maybe maybe talk him into one. Right, I think it's, uh, for it's, it's, the kind of
2: for the kind of money he's talking about, I'll go pick up the peach pie and bring it to you. Right. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a, it's a healthy, it's a healthy offering. It's 52 pages. Um, peach pie
0: is never, never healthy,
2: never healthy, <laughs> never healthy. But the, but the, the zine 52 pages, he's got D10 tables. He's got, uh, a map of the, of the area, uh, detailed, uh, locations that you can go and adventure in. Um, The the sand squid, uh, eight new creatures, some uh, a a town, large town map. I mean, it's it's what if you if you like the idea of smashing uh, any Clint Eastwood western into uh, an alien movie. This is for you, and and who doesn't want to do that? Exactly, exactly. And those people who do don't want to do that, go stand over there with the people that don't like mechs.
0: <laughs> do you know what made me so excited about that and has nothing to do with this project? What made me so excited about Joel and his conversation with us tonight is how excited he was about everything, right? Oh. How wow. absolutely blown away he was by the reception that he was shown.
2: Yeah.
0: And Honestly, that was... That made the, the end of the night, right? Oh, yeah. All, um, all
2: the creators were so excited for their stuff.
0: Yeah, but it, at and least for Joel, me, it stood out even more with Joel, yeah. where Joel thought that he might not even fund. And within 12 hours, he's pushing $7,000.
3: Yep. Well, and not it only was, is he It excited was a really about, cool thing. Yeah. He's, not, not, he's not even resting on his laurels, right? He's, he's already... He's made that much. He's that deep into it, and he's already thinking about the next project. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Which I'm also going to back because the water planet—that's uh, the yin to the the desert planet's yang—that I need to be—I need to be involved in. Yep, yep. Well, there's
0: also just the fact, right? Like if 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 people if people can see you believe in your project that much, I will keep throwing money at your projects until you show me that you don't believe them anymore. People who believe in their projects are people who. Um, people who are going to put more, we heard it from every single creator today. How do I cut things that I love? Right. All of these projects are worth more than the cost. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh yeah. Hands down.
0: And so you have somebody like, like Joel, who is, who is, who could, who could have talked to us for another two hours. It sounded like,
3: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and, uh, and and a lot of them could have, if we weren't pushing along. Um, But, it was really cool to see that
2: yeah I, I totally agree
1: well that was a that was a hefty run um i'm not saying that we're not going to do something probably not on this scale but something like this again before the end of the month we'll see um we might try to put something else together there's a lot of projects still in the can uh there's a lot of creators that we didn't get a chance to talk to so we may uh go for around two in a couple weeks that being said uh, there may be a lot of you who uh, who are new to our channel and to our podcast, and we want to welcome you. Um, so, real quick, I just want to tell you that what you could expect uh, on a regular week from us is two, three, four of us uh, hanging out, talking about D&D, talking about RPGs in general, um, interviewing other folks in a longer format, and generally just uh, hanging out for roughly an hour every week. Our episodes typically come out on Wednesdays. And um, I will say that if if you found yourself enjoying today in our rapid-fire 20-minute response, and if you found yourself wishing that you had gotten to kind of like marinate a little bit more in some of those discussions, I think you'll enjoy um, coming back for uh, for a regular episode. Um Additionally, um, you can catch me and Thomas uh, every Tuesday at 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern, um, as we build uh, our own and your own community-designed world in fifth edition right here on the Twitch channel. Um, So we'd encourage you to come check that out. That's a lot of fun. We have a really tight-knit, close community of people who love homebrew and who love creating that get on and chat and and make cool things every week it's a lot of fun um the other thing is about
0: uh about bite Size gaming podcast is that as an outsider i can say you'll really like it if you like spending a ton of money on kickstarter that's right so one of the steps on their podcast is every week they say the new things from kickstarter from the community that are coming out and it their Wednesday podcasts normally cost me mm, anywhere between ten
3: and forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, last week's cost me hundred bucks. Uh, i about to yeah. say they cost all of us between ten and forty dollars every, week. <laughs> yeah. every yeah.
1: week. Every week. We could fund we could fund a small zine every week, just the four of us on the amount we spend on <laughs> on at Kickstarter for no, that podcast.
0: N- no, no doubt, there's a hundred percent belief that if you guys took four weeks of what you spent on other people's shares on Wednesdays and <laughs> said, "Let's put it all in a pot," yeah, that, great. That's a good. That's a good strategy. That's why I signed. Uh, Girk said that. That's why or Jerk said that's why I signed on fifteen minutes late to the podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah, which yeah, is well, you know
1: we're gonna start mixing that up. That's your good feeling, right? Like you can feel like you like put save money and like say put money in your savings account in the bank every week just by uh, by subscribing to our podcast and skipping the first 15 minutes. Yeah. It's like you save $50 every single yeah, week. Yeah,
2: it's like a Geico commercial. <laughs> Wait, do, you know you? do you know how we saved you
1: $200 on your car insurance? Turn on
2: you 15 minutes late, did, save 15%. Ch- exactly. <laughs>
1: you girk man oh jeez. uh so last but uh last kind of thing to close us off here if if you uh want to know anytime that we do do something like this or or we're running games at a convention which we'll be doing again in a couple weeks or you want to hear when we have a project that goes live sometimes we even throw things on the dm's guild
2: um yeah. and other yeah.
1: places it's not always kickstarter um you should follow us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter's up and running very soon. If it's not already, um, Mm -hmm. the drifters Atlas is a a project that you can follow. That's uh, me and Thomas. And then if you want to follow the bite size gaming podcast, you can search for that in the, in your social media feeds as well. Um, While it is, while it is Zach and I, it's very often shared with these two goons as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, I guess we should note that if you like this live experience, that we do record the podcast live as well every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a random, like, we'll, we'll spring it on you sort of a thing. It's not a scheduled... We'll, we'll, we'll try
2: and get better with that. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> we'll
1: try. No promises. Um, I think that's it, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it was a blast today. Yeah, it was it a long was. day, but it was a blast. It was cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think with that, we're going to sign off. Just go head over to Kickstarter and start backing things and uh, yeah. come back and talk to us uh, tomorrow evening when we do some world building. We'll see you then. Yeah. Thanks for running. Have a great game, Thanks everybody.
2: Have a good night. Good
3: told I told my wife about it, and she goes, Oh my god! How many are there? I was like, I think we were up to like 13 interviews. 14, not that what it was?
0: 14 is bad. Exactly. Yeah,
3: she goes, "You're doing that all in one day." I was like, "I'm not doing all that shit in one day. I swear. I'm only. I'm going to do it in the last half. In the last <laughs> end swear, of the day." Honey, I'm not <laughs> <do> <laughs> I I'm going to swear. <it> all <laughs> hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't want that. <laughs> well, I want a better experience. So hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't want that. That makes no. me flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a good thing I'm still recording. Oh boy, you Wasn't
0: me this time. Huzzah! <laughs> some some of you guys have pictures of me in a mermaid suit. So,
2: which you know, no I, offense, I, makes me flaccid. I. That's fair. <laughs>